I'll let you introduce. But quick, I have a lot of people's predictions on how his fight was going to go. I like Orlando mm. Sanchez's the most. He said, I see my boy, today's guest, beating that ass. Raph? Well, I guess that's a way of putting it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're glad to bring on one of our good friends back onto the show, but you know, we were hoping it would be more of a celebratory uh, kind of podcast and saying like, oh my God, you got him, or oh, oh you're still alive and able to make words. Um, what we have right now is maybe, how do we put this? Craig, I think you ruined jujitsu with your super fight with one Rusamar Polaris. What is your response to ruining jujitsu for the most overhyped? match of the year uh, i don't even know what to say i mean it was as, it was as disappointing for me as it was for you guys i mean i am I glad mean, i survived that monster I, i'm very happy that you're okay and in one piece we're all on a, a, a same trajectory on that i love the fact that you took a very self-effacing way of saying that he got to experience the same thing that many other women have experienced in being dissatisfied with a performance so <laughs> I feel like that's that's a funny way of going about it. But Craig, so many of us were looking forward to this. I know you were looking forward to this. But what went wrong? Like, what happened in that match? Um, to be honest, it it started going wrong when I arrived in New York and that photo came out of Palhares. And um, <clears throat> I met, I spoke to Hollow's Grace, the promoter, straight away, and I was like, "Yo, he doesn't look like he knows there's a weight division for this match." And Hollis was uh, messing around, <laughs> and Hollis was like, oh, message him, I'll get in touch. So then we hit back. We hit back about two weeks before the match, and Hollis is like, look, there's no way he's going to make the agreed-upon weight of 190 pounds. And I was like, all right, well, <clears throat> I still want the match to go down, so let's just add 10 pounds to it. Let's do 200 pounds. And then Hollis is like, yep, yep, Pat Harris has confirmed that. But then the day he lands in New York, I go to see Hollis for some promotional stuff, and Hollis is like, look, we got a problem. <laughs> we got a problem. He goes, he's over 220 pounds, and his doctor will not allow him to cut weight. Well, hold on. And I'm, Wait, did they give you a reason on why his doctor was like no cutting? Well, his doctor apparently, apparently, Harris almost died during his last cut. But I mean, that was the second excuse. The third, excuse, the first excuse, I believe, was he said to Hollis that um, he didn't think jujitsu super fights had weight divisions. And I was like, well, that's funny. You had a weight division for the Gary Tonin match. <laughs> I also like you being like, hey, I don't think he's going to make weight. The promoter being like, bad news. He's not going to make weight. It's like, I said that to you. Yeah, we all saw the picture. Well, Kev, don't over gloss the fact that, first of all, you're saying, hey, I don't think he's going to make weight. And the response is, Craig, you're hilarious. Craig, oh, calm down, you worrier. What? <laughs> you, he just He's because, filled with helium. They're going to deflate him before the fight? Come on. Okay, but I, I know that you're pushing off a lot of blame here, but do you look at him, and in what world do you think that man is making 190? Because my first question is, when that match got proposed, we know he's a big guy. And we know that he's fought at lower weights. But you made the whole collective jiu-jitsu community go back and search through his old photos just to go, is this real? Because I thought that first photo was Photoshopped. Not kidding you. Yeah, it looked ridiculous. And I looked at that photo and I was like, wait a minute. When was the, what was the last weight division he made? 
and he made 172 pounds in March. And I remember thinking, it'll be fine. He can't be that big. But he gained 50 pounds. <laughs> Clip to him, just like really right outside of Taco Bell, waiting to get the gordita meal with obviously a huge bag of steroids. <laughs> he's just, he's got it all set up. He's like, I'm going to straight up murder Greg Jones. And then something backfired. Like maybe they accidentally gave him the testosterone uh, inhibitor and not like the like the one that's supposed to help. Because he ended up not fighting you at all, despite being well, humongous. Wait, let's not even get there yet, because there's so much that I have to unwrap here. I still have to get over the fact. I mean, Craig, did you think that he was in like a fat suit like Gwyneth Paltrow and Shallow Howl? <laughs> And that he was just going to emerge and be like, just kidding, guys. The real Polaris has been inside all of your hearts. I, to be honest, yeah, I thought he was trying to mess with me because um, it shocked me that he was that big. I was, I thought maybe it was some mind games because I know we play sort of mind games with opponents, but I didn't really think his game was to show up so far overweight and just be like, well, what are you going to do <laughs> with the <this> show? <laughs> but then we're talking about a doctor coming in. And saying, no, 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 no. He needs his rest. He cannot cut any weight. Wish I had a doctor with me at all times. Because I'm thinking, this doctor's looking at him and saying, no, he's super healthy and it's all natural. But also cannot cut the weight. There's something weird about that. Are, are we not in agreement on that? Well, we never verified um that story too much this is what holes told me but I'm, i remember thinking like who is this guy do we know this guy's a doctor did holes speak to this guy he's taking um Pahara's word for it. like uh it's probably Pahara's friend or something it's like you better not cut away it looks exactly like paul harris but it's just a normal haircut and not whatever <laughs> that disguise is it's like i'm a doctor trust me i'm i'm rosemary Pill Harris. Well, I thought he, I, I thought he got that haircut, so we we would all look at that and we wouldn't see how big he is. I think that was the strategy. <laughs> that was a near success. I have to tell you, if that was the strategy, and I think we've opened up a whole new. Let's do this with Kit Dale. The next time he's got a super fight, let's release a really weird Photoshop of him uh, mm. to see if we can get the internet like cringing or changing it's i'm like, pretty sure that classy grappler does his best to try and make that work as is uh however most people when they see it they go nah it's just classy grappler making a fun photoshop this was real life this was all of us looking at that and saying when was the last time he was this big and it turned everybody into a computer sleuth and then everybody i'm pretty sure was educating you on steroids uh i'm sure craig because, I mean, let's not gloss over the fact that, that you look pretty juiced up yourself, sir. Okay. When we're looking at you and him, we're like, whoa, dude, calm down on the steroids. Side orders, please, Craig. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's hard to get steroids myself when he's out there doing every bit of it on the street. <laughs> <laughs> it really did look like he just said, no, give me all of the steroids. Like, all of them. Don't allow anyone else to have them. Because all of us look at you and then there was a big component of the jiu-jitsu community that started the pray for craig jones uh sort of movement because i like the fact that when people tell us very honestly they're like oh my god is craig gonna be okay i couldn't tell them with great certainty yes <laughs> i did however predict on our show you would win 
Um, I just I said by magic or some reason. And I was like, I think Craig's going to win. I can't tell you how. Um, I was right. I didn't want to be right in that way. Craig, let's ask this, though. I yep. want to get kind of to the bottom of when people are responding and they're telling you about how do you feel about him being so roided at and they're commenting and they're basically commandeering your comment section. Like, are you amused by what you're reading? Are you confused? Do you have a sad spot in your heart for humanity? Because I see literally everything thrown in your comment sections. Yeah, there were, there were definitely some strange things in there. I was just banking on the fact that, um, he would gas out when he was smaller. And I remember thinking, like, surely he's going to gas out when he's this big. I'm like, surely he's got two minutes in him or something. That's really what I was banking on. But if he had attacked me for more than two minutes, I would have been quite concerned. Fortunately. he. Okay, so is that the theory? Maybe he was tired? I have no idea. My theory really was um, when, when he had the Gary Tonin match. Um, he did get injured in that match. Like he took uh, some damage to his legs, and I think maybe he thought he'd take another grappling match and do his best to not take any injuries. I'm not sure if he was taking a paycheck or something. There were a lot of confusing things, like the fact that he was down on points during the match. Like he got a second penalty to my one penalty. He had Mateus Denise there coaching, which he was telling him he's losing. And even when he's losing, he didn't attempt one thing once he got his second penalty i was like all right now he's gonna now he's gonna go crazy and that that moment never came (laughs) i guess the other is like an npr interview this took an espn (laughs) turn now it's like but the moment never came that's when the music like (laughs) Craig's craig's still waiting and bars is back to i mean i presume god what what's he eating today you know eating babies i can only assume <laughs> so when people are suggesting you for this match though because let's i guess go even back further for that like how did this match come together and why did they think well okay why not craig because he likes legs well harris likes legs why not so how did that come together well, originally we were talking about a match with Mateus Denise for Kasaya because we were both in the tournament and he won the tournament and I didn't get to face him. So they were like, let's let's do that match. But then um, I got this message from Holes one day. He's like, how about Pauharis? He's like, we'll do the new school leg locker versus the old school leg locker. And at first, whenever someone wants me to take a match with someone so dangerous, you gotta, you really got to think about your health insurance, um, how much you're getting paid to fight such a, such a monster. <clears throat> but I remember... Just the fact that I knew the match would get so much hype sort of outweighed all that. I sort of put my uh, put my body on the line to get a to get a bit more famous in this sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for that. Really paid off. I just know the fact that <laughs> when you mentioned you wanted to do it, we were all enthused, and it still was pretty fun, even when all of the crazy was happening. But even when you guys were still doing your stare-off and you decided to pump out your chest a little bit, when you guys were interacting, you guys looked like you were getting along great, though. Yeah, there was a strange moment at the weigh-ins there where uh, they asked me to come up first and weigh in. So I came up and weighed in. I'm standing there. And they call out Pajares, and he just gets up out of his chair and sprints across the room to the weigh-in desk. <laughs> and I, I thought I immediately felt like running the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was the strategy he was like i don't have was, nearly enough cardio 
to fight this out. So, okay, step one, ignore the weight stuff. They'll never let me fight if I show up 2.30, right? Okay, plan B, they bought the whole I didn't know the weight thing. Did we have Dr. Cousin call? He did? Wow, <laughs> they really want this thing to go through. Okay, I'm going to sprint. I'm going to give my last two seconds of energy to the pregame. See if I can scare the shit out of that uh, Norwegian guy I'm fighting. They're like, Australian. It's like, what? Who is he? <laughs> All right. And that's exactly rap. I don't know. I just heard from a close source. That's how it went down. Well, I think he took on two approaches. The first was being a rhino from uh, Jumanji and just trying to charge. And then Craig held his ground. And then he got a little scared because he's like, damn it. He should be intimidated. And I think the second one is... If you'll recall pro wrestling history, uh, the Ultimate Warrior would run to the ring from all the way in back. And the reason his matches were so short was because he would be so out of breath. They'd be like, this this has to be a minute match or he's going to die. So I think that's kind of what happened there. I think he did the run the day before at the weigh-ins and was like, guys, that's it. That is all I've got. So I do want to ask before we get to the details of the match, because believe me, Lots of highlights abound on that one. But <laughs> I'm so curious that when you did come back to New York, you started immediately training with Danaher and the Death Squad there. What have those training sessions been like? Because we just see the photos and then you guys posing. But that's one of the most grueling rooms in the entire jiu-jitsu world. So what, what was that like and what was the appeal going on, obviously? Um, the appeal was really different. They had faced Pal Harris before, and obviously uh, the match was a draw with Gary Tonin, but <clears throat> I think uh, most people consider that Gary won that match. And also just the fact that I was facing Pal Harris, such a, a dangerous leg locker, I really needed people attacking my legs every minute of the day in training. So really, what better place to go with the amount of leg lockers as, uh, as uh, Henzo's? And they, they, I mean, I'm sure they have a very different experience because Gary was able to kind of wrestle with him and that was fun. Um, did, were you training wrestling in preparation? Were you just fully going, all right, Z-Guard, come on, keep this large man away? <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> being an Australian, we have no idea about wrestling, really. So that was out of the, out of the question for me initially. Plus... Wrestling became out of the question when he weighed in 30 pounds overweight. I was like, you know what? I'll give it a miss. I'll give it a miss today. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good time. I, I don't, I mean, there's whenever the time to study the gentle art. That's the beauty of jujitsu. It's like, this is a real step in the chair sort of day. Plus, that's kind of what he, even in MMA, that's always been his thing. He's never been the calculated monster in terms of like, you're underneath hook sweep bullshit setups. He normally like runs into you, tries to knock you off, <laughs> much like the Jumanji reference rap has coined. And if anyone has the means to make a t-shirt, I'd be really grateful. He just charges and tries to do something off the action. Like he always grabs the foot. And he's just been so damn strong. People can't stop it before, you know, bad injury. So never getting that chance is also probably messes with him a little bit, at least in terms of what he's trying to do. But. Well, to be honest, like he really, even when he tried, like he barely grabbed my foot. Like even when he tried to grab my foot, it's like he wasn't really wanting to grab it. 
so that's what confused me about this whole match. He pushed my face. He'd smack my head. He'd grab my foot. And to be honest, he was strong enough to pull that foot out and attack it, but he would let go of it. So it was the most confusing thing to me. It's like, not only did he want to, did he not want to engage his game plan? He didn't want to engage really anything at all. Did he slide you a note after the match that was like, best friends? Yes, no. Maybe he's a huge fan. (laughs) We don't know. The most, the strangest thing about the match was every now and then he would look at me in the eyes and I'd stop and he'd start smiling and laughing. And I would look at him very uneasy back and I'd start to smile. And when I smiled, he'd slap me in the head. I have no idea <laughs> he did what was going through his head. <laughs> he did it several times. <laughs> <laughs> we did see that. He also poked oh, you yeah. aggressively in the eye. But it was like any time you tried to rush in, it was like, I'm just going to hit him. It's like, well, it's effective. It's very effective. Well, so, yeah, I, okay. I want Raph. I do want to do this real mm. quick. Gordon Ryan yeah, was part. asked: Lachlan Giles, Andre Galvon, Braulio Estima, Orlando Sanchez, JT Kit, and Barbosa. Did you see this, Craig? On they predicted your match. I did see that. Yeah. Perfect. I want to call attention. The only one that really gave even Barbosa's half-wittedness was like uh, Andre Galvon. Was like Tequino will win, Tequino will crush. I don't see Craig <laughs> setting things up on Tequino. He's too strong. Um, <laughs> ouch! Oh, Kit Dale offered is, to punch you. The, so where the, you at? It was the everyone was on my team except Atos. I yeah. don't know what I did to those guys. <laughs> I, well, maybe it's time to challenge. How do we get them? I've been trying to figure out how we get them in a quintet. An Atos quintet, that would be pretty cool. That seems easy. It's like if you're the gym of monsters, knock yourself out. I mean, I know. I mean, we got we got no heel hooks in quintet either. Oh, oh, wow! So shots <laughs> fired. That was subtle, but I enjoyed that. <laughs> to be fair, I think no, the, the no, real no hard. <laughs> I think the real hard part for uh, all Atos though is they like. Even as is, when they look at each other for the different weight classes, you see that Keenan looks at everybody and is like, hey, guys, could y'all just stop eating so I can go where I want to go? He does look skinny. Because like, if we could all agree where we're supposed to go, that'd be really dope. But it's really inconvenient for me when you guys want to be in my category. Um, I do notice that. I did notice this, though, that everybody seemed to chime in. There was You mentioned the hype, and there were a lot of people. Kevin, was there anybody else worth noting? Uh, because... The thing that I look at, if I were you, I keep notes on who the fuck would be on my team. I'd be like, ooh, noted, Galvo. Lackland Giles <laughs> is the only one that answered correctly, which was Craig via heel hook. It's like, thank you for your brevity. Gordon <laughs> wandered on <laughs> for fucking 30 sure. minutes. Something, <laughs> something about isn't known to fight out of a submission. And Paul Harris is, I, I got too bored, Gordon. Figure it out. <laughs> We've got to, Gordon, go back to being the stone silent type. Uh, and Orlando Sanchez is just the best, though. I see my boy Craig Jones beating that ass. Is uh, <laughs> Talk about someone, by the way, who would be his size. For those looking for a reference point, that would be a fun matchup. Can we get Orlando Sanchez versus, never mind. I'll start matchmaking later, Rev. Uh, the doctor for Paul Harris has already said he's not able to go up to Orlando's size. <laughs> Rule four. So Can't that match just isn't going to happen. 
<laughs> so, okay. So these people are come in. At what point do you find or discover or ask uh, Danaher to be in your corner? Or does he just offer? Um, we spoke to, I spoke about him helping me prepare for the match, but he was actually, him and Gordon had a seminar in Baltimore the day of the match. So it was really up in the air whether they'd make it back in time, but they made it back. They made it back in plenty of time. Actually, they made it back by uh, by like the semis of the Kasai tournament. So it was yeah, perfect timing for him to him to jump in the corner. It's a funny image, him in my corner after the times I faced Gordon with him in that corner. <laughs> Did it feel normal? Did it feel different? Because I mean, it was a little jarring, but we've all seen you train with them over there, so it's kind of something that we've all become acclimated to. Uh, like. How do you feel now responding to what I mean it's a very different style of coaching than most people do um yeah i love I love hearing excellent mr. Craig Jones <laughs> <laughs> do do you often hear that is it like withheld because I find that uh he really like when the guys get complimented by him they tend to really hold on to those things. Yes. Yeah. There's um, a lot of guys in the blue basement that are, are fighting for those compliments for sure. Now he was in, t- in terms of, um, in terms of preparation for the match, he was uh, very helpful in how much he had uh, studied Pahari's game. I think even studied obviously years ago at ADCC, but then obviously preparing for uh, Gary Tony. And he really had a lot of good points about, uh, where Paharis is the most dangerous. And it's like what, what you pointed out earlier. Paharis is most dangerous with his wrestling and off the scrambles. But like like you said, we don't really see much of him in the way of dart passing and things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. wish I could. As you saw. <laughs> wish I could just pull somebody off like a turkey leg and pass. Not really my style, but kudos if you can. Can I do say, uh, I will say this, though. His strength was, just to final cap on this, I was worried he was just going to rip your arm off. There was only one small moment where I was like, he's just going to genuinely straight up push your head down, and we're going to see one of those almost, uh, God, I'm having like a slapstick movie comedy moment where the arm just comes clean off. And it's like, I guess he wins. So there was that fear. I, I felt like he was strong enough to, to do that, too. That's, that was my only concern. It was like, this guy weighs a huge amount of pounds. Defense on point, though. Or not, I guess. And after the match, I want to give you compliments because it was like, uh, it would feel, they did the thing, which is always murky when it's like, who do you want to fight next? It's like, I don't know. Be a promoter. Like, what are you talking about? But you had the feels inappropriate to call someone out, though you also got a shab jab in. So I think everyone I'll wins. I'll throw a shab jab in. <laughs> well, I heard you got the, the shab shot down and the Paul Harris push. <laughs> <laughs> Are you now angling to see that match? Because I think that's what the community wants. <laughs> I think so. You know, the match that would have been great, right, is leading up to Kasai. There was a lot of hype between AJ Agassam and Gio Martinez, and Gio pulled out, and everyone was like, who are we going to give AJ as an opponent? And I was like, look, he can take my opponent. Give him power irons. <laughs> that would have been great, especially where they waited at. It's like, we have a full spectacle of a 100-pound difference. 
So <laughs> we got a man in a suit. An and interesting a quandary. <laughs> it's an interesting quandary because AJ, like there are things that try to turn him face every once in a while. Like the whole metamorph situation. I remember very, very vividly telling him, <clears throat> and this turned out to be true. I said, AJ, I hope you enjoy the two weeks the internet likes you. And at the time, I couldn't have foreseen exactly how or why. I just had an instinct of, you're going to go back to doing what you're doing. But for two weeks, you're going to be the good guy. So enjoy that. And then lo and behold, he somehow found a way to almost make people think like, ooh, do I like Holic? I don't. God damn. I don't know who to choose on this one. But in this terms, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. But even in this case, <clears throat> it was Gilbert misses weight. And AJ gets to run with the, so I've actually made weight, but my opponent has not. And it's because I feel pure in doing what I do that I will continue, guys, fighting for you. And I go, I guess. Uh, whatever. I don't know that I would see him doing that to Polaris. Do you have a different interpretation? Because he would have to do all of the marketing for that match. I mean, there's only one way to find out, right? We know he's not going to make weight, so we can already anticipate <laughs> this coming down. <laughs> it's a good idea, though, Craig. I, I think your promoter instincts are very strong just to be like, guys, let's kill AJ. Are we really going to lose know, anything? I, think, I like. I personally love AJ, but I know what the fans are like, and I think you could crowdfund this match and you'd get the financial support. When you say you like AJ, and you're not wrong on this, I think that's a great idea. Define your love of AJ. I can appreciate what he does because you know what? Every he does lose super fights quite regularly, right? And a lot of people question whether he belongs in there. But the same people that question whether he belongs in there, every time AJ puts up a post, like, who should I take a match with? They're the same guys that won the match with AJ. So it's a genius, vicious circle thing he does here. <clears throat> I think it's an interesting thing because <clears throat> I think he's tied into the character. AJ has been known to message me on occasion even recently and just keep in character. And I'm always like, you don't have to do this with me. You know, I'm not messaging you. I appreciate what you're doing. It's ridiculous, but we're also going to have fun at your expense. Um, stuck on him fighting Paul Harris at that last weight. I, we I, I mean, I do it. Paul Harris isn't submitting him. <laughs> I don't think he's catching him. So it's just the same cat and mouse game, except with way less Craig Jones disappointment. And I think then it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Craig, this was, I guess, uh, something that popped in my head as I was watching the match because I, I was busy that night, but I made a point to watch it, even though the Internet tried to tell me it will be severely disappointing. I am so committed to my gig here at Verbal Tap. I know it's not going to be good, but I watch it because I want to be able to say I watched it all the way through. I had a friend of mine who I'm watching it with, and he looked at me and he goes, oh, is this the Craig Jones match? And I, he goes... Oh, I heard it was really bad. I was like, you have to sit and watch it with me the whole time. I need a partner. I need someone to make sure I watch the whole thing. I felt like I was clockwork oranging this guy because he's looking at me and he goes, what's happening? Like, how? So I guess what everybody wants to know is when no action's happening, what is going through your head? Are you thinking anything is going to happen? Are you like just saying, like, I guess this is what it's going to be like for 15 minutes? Do you ever contemplate being like, maybe I should possum guard? I don't know. Well, I was, I was real, I was, I guess I was coming forward, waiting for something to happen. We both got a penalty. I'm still not quite sure why I got a penalty. 
And um, then when he got the second penalty for continually pushing away, I was like, all right, well, like something will, something will happen now. And then at that point, when he's got a second penalty, I'm like, well, clearly I'm in, in the lead of this match. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing and see if he reacts, changes his game plan. Obviously, he didn't. When the match ended, I was like, all right, guys, I won. Two penalties to one. And then I look at the ref, and the ref goes, all right, ref, stand up. We're doing a ref's decision. And I was like, wait a minute. It's two. <laughs> There's a scoreboard there that says he's got two penalties. I got one. But the refs, they all ruled in my favor. This ref is a menace to me. This this ref during the match, I'm, I'm sure you remember this point. The main ref. We went near the bound. Yeah. The main We went near the edge of the map, and he brought us back to the center. He told me to stand up. And he's like, uh, and so I sat down immediately, obviously, not wanting to engage wrestling with Powerhouse. And the ref looks at me and goes, stand up. You have to make a grip. And I was like, ref, it's a submission-only match. What, what are you talking about? What are you like, talking the... about? This isn't a passing oh. points match, you idiot. Yes, we did see that. <laughs> I was so confused. I was very angry. I was like, this ref's Brazilian, and he wants me to die. That's the thing. <laughs> that is all true. They were like, yeah. Well, they're still mad at Keenan, and I think they're just taking it out on you in part. Uh they're like, we don't get a chance to screw you over at IBJJF. This is our only chance. <laughs> and we will seize the day, Craig Jones. We will. You're, to, to move on from Kasai, because, I mean, the one comforting fact you have is that we don't blame you at any point. I have a real problem. The person that has sat guard is never going to have to initiate contact with me as a jiu-jitsu player. I'm coming in. Are you kidding? I don't want to be. Yep. I don't want to chase you or run away. Like, who's got that kind of cardio? So, as a big guy, that's a dream come true for me. When the smaller guy wants to sit guard, it's like hell, yes. This part translates to what's next in terms of you're fighting Mateus Denise, which is a really interesting match. There's rumors that we actually already knew about before we had the chance to talk to you. That I am stoked about because we i mean everyone knows about your last run at quintet and now everyone knows about what geo did when he um went the full david and goliath win choke so we know you have some fights coming up but talk to us when are you fighting mateus denise um in in three weeks actually we're we gonna match in liverpool on uh, a card called grapple fest it'll be it'll be all on uh flow grappling but yeah we've got a 20 minute we got a 20-minute super fight, ref's decision, no points in this one, and I believe there's a weight division, but I'm going to check that soon. Uh, well, I'm doing the power hierarchy. I was just about <laughs> <laughs> to be Jacques It's like, well, you told I, me a valuable lesson. <laughs> yeah, Denise is obviously not, you two don't have quite the weight disparity. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who his dealer is right now. I don't know who yours is. You might get on the Gordon <laughs> diet. And then we're all in so trouble. Why move to high res dealer? <laughs> <laughs> Once, he's not a sharer. Paul Harris always, uh, he was terrible when it was his Halloween candies. Even worse now that it's the steroids. They, uh, the gym says it's a real problem. You have, Denise, Is heel hooks on then? Yeah, yeah. Full, all submissions legal for that one. Okay, cool. Including power bomb. Just ask. Just ask to make him nervous. <laughs> In the rules meeting, no one ever asks, is a power bomb legal? I heard you, it once. You know what? I've got a story about this. I've Go. got a story about Go this. On. <laughs> so we're, we're in Japan for quintet number one. We're at the rules meeting, and people are throwing out strange questions. 
And one of the rules in Quintet is if you're stalling, you have to take a turtle position and your opponent stands above you with his hands on your hips. I know that's already given you some strange pictures. Excuse me? That was Wait, that was real or that was just a fake question? <laughs> no, that, this, so this is... No, that legit got cuffed, brought up, yeah. <laughs> so this is the... <laughs> you get a stalling penalty and this you have to start in turtle with someone standing above you, hands on the hips. And Josh Barnett puts his hand up and goes, well, if someone's stalling against me and they land here, can I pick them up and suplex them on their neck? And we're all like, oh, obviously not. And then the refs start talking amongst each other. And we're like, wait a minute. What's happening? And then the ref's like, <laughs> you can, Josh. You just have to slam them on the upper shoulder section. And we're like, oh, that's great. That's an excellent news. <laughs> okay. See? That sounds terrifying. That would scare the I shit actually, out of me. I 100% remember getting word about that and going, that sounds terrifying. Why would you participate in this tournament? <laughs> yeah, horrific, horrific. Luckily, that didn't happen to me. We sent Gregor Gracie in. He had to do four minutes with Josh Barnett, and he survived. Thank God. I was on the edge of my seat worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, the weird part about that is, and I guess I don't know that our listeners or people just tuning in may know about this, but you were in the first quintet, which did fine, but we all thought it was a fluke because we were in it and we were like, oh, he just beat everybody, but like, that's fine. Like, it's not going to take off. When the second quintet happens, did you get married or what kept you out from watching it that day, sir? Wait, I can't even remember. I cannot even remember. Is that, I was messaging you on that day, wasn't it? Did I get married that you day? Were. Do you, do you remember getting married? Did you get married? I guess that's the part of the question as Wait well. Was it July 16th? I did get married on July 16th. Was that Quintet? Well, for, first of all, congratulations. I believe that was probably <laughs> also Quintet. Second of all, um, as someone who 17th. was also married. Yep, that would be the, yeah. You should probably find out when that day is because it does come up a few more times. I'd put it in my phone. Uh, <laughs> and, I'd put it in my phone. And it is important to people. And the weird part is, okay, so this is to all the rest of the world. Uh, kudos to you for getting married. But also none of us knew that was, was even a thing. So how did that happen? I mean, you're under waterfalls like everywhere in the world, always in Thailand. So I guess it makes sense that you're always spending time and doing things. But how did the whole marriage thing come together? It seemed like it just happened pretty chill and relaxed-wise. Yeah, well, we had to uh, we had to speed up the process to help get her a visa to Australia. Mm. So that sped up the process. So it was like uh, we put the photo up. It was like a a small courthouse wedding. So that's why I was luckily it was a small thing. I was able to watch Quintet later in the day when you reminded me it was on. <laughs> yeah. So you're like that's lovely. When you message me and you go on the day that you got married, ref one of the results. <laughs> Quintet, and I'm like, motherfucker, go be married. And you're like, sorry, I can't. I really want to know what's going on. <laughs> I got to scout the the next opponents. <laughs> Absolutely, and I mean, it's obviously coming up again, so it is important that you know those things. Um, I mean, let's just say this because Kev, we have some time to indulge some nonsense. You did a real nice little small little thing, courthouse. I totally understand that. Totally get that. If you were to put together your own uh, wedding party, 
aka your groomsmen, if you had a different opportunity, different world, who would you pick from grappling to be there? Because Kevin was in my wedding. So now you have the opportunity to pick people. Would Paul Harris be your best man? <laughs> he would be my best man. If he told me where he got those steroids from, he would 100% be my best man. <laughs> That's, uh... does, does Gordon come in? Is he running your your bachelor party? Um, does Dan, you know, back clean up? Everybody gets the Ubers. Yeah, we gotta have Danaher there. He's gotta get out that uh, tuxedo rash guard. I heard you wore at Matt Sarah's wedding. Oh, dude, it's <laughs> it's just it's so funny. Like one of these days, I'm just gonna have to sit him down and just be like, you know what? Can we just go rash guard shopping so I see what it's like? What normal people would do for clothes? What you do? Do you just order them online and go? This looks fascinating. This particular thread, Mister Craig Jones was made by Polynesian hookers once. And it is the best rash guard I have ever worn. This rash guard was worn by David Bowie for seven consecutive <laughs> concerts. David so, Bowie. <laughs> when, you, when you look at like how the quintet works, this one's obviously very exciting because, uh, I mean, everybody was involved. It was a team effort that was super crazy and all that. Um, I hear there's word that there could be a 10th planet team. Uh, are you still teaming with team Polaris or are you a free agent? Like what's happening? Is there some way we can take you away from there? Kev, could we put together a verbal tap team? Yeah. Uh, fifth place and fourth place go to you and I for sure. And then we just, oh, I'm 100% fifth. Gordon's up first, uh, followed by a young up and comer, well, what weight can we get Keenan down to? Let's take a meow. Like we need somebody that's not getting yeah. some Gary's light. Let's put Craiger in the third place. You and I are set. We don't have to go. Where's Chase? The joke that we said on the, <laughs> the joke that we said on the show, um, Craig was, you know, kudos to Sakuraba for putting himself second because he's throwing the whole shindig. If I was putting myself on the card, I would 100% put myself fifth. Because I just tell people, I'm like, if it gets to me, we've lost. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a brave man, Sakuraba. What is he like? 50 years? He's 50 years old, right? Yeah, dude. I wouldn't say and he's been loud. through so many wars. You're just like, well, you don't have to do this anymore. So, okay. Are you are you he's competing with these? He smokes cigarettes still, and then he goes out and competes. He's, Dude, uh, I was hearing this from Gio. What the fuck, man? I respect it. I respect it. If he can do it, he can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kudos to him, dude. But, I mean, I guess if you're already living dangerously enough to still be an MMA fighter, a grappler, a pro wrestler, have, like, nine lives in that, is smoking really going to kill you any faster? Well, I imagine losing... To an old guy that smells like cigarettes, I feel like it would really hurt. <laughs> it's the equivalent of losing to the guy at the end of the bar who's like, I grappled once. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry. I was in an ADCC, you assholes. I had not thought about like, Is that Dean Lister? Grappling with a recent <laughs> smoker. Oh my God. That would be. <laughs> that would be a. Oh, okay. Whew. That's tough to think about for me. You got me. Well, okay. Who are you grappling with? Did we get your team out of you yet? I think we basically got the same team as uh, last time. 
So because we won Team Polaris, obviously we won the first event. So I think they're just bringing us back for the for the third event. I believe Tenth Planet they're locked in. I saw Eddie okay. Eddie posting some stuff online about it. So it'll be um, <clears throat> Team Polaris versus Team Flat Earth. <laughs> <laughs> It's a real science shindig together. <laughs> Got to get someone to do equilibrium theory next, and we'll just kill it with uh, all the rest of them. L- L- Craig, when you look at this, though, and you're, you're excited about doing a quintet, you know, is it more fun to do something like that, or is it more fun to even compete in the gi? Because I saw, for some goddamn reason, you put a gi on in the past three months, and I said, what are you doing? And you were right. That's what I should have been saying. <laughs> I so uh, spider asked <laughs> spider asked me to take a uh, jump in their tournament, and I was like, oh, I was like, you know what? I'll jump in there. Um, but at the same time, I agreed to do spider. Holes asked me. He goes, we got the Pajaras match lined up. And if I'm th- really thinking about it, I was like, look, I should probably put the gi on and train for this, but. The threat of Pajaro's breaking my leg felt like a much bigger issue. So I really just <laughs> trained no gi all the way through. I put the gi on once, <clears throat> and I was like, you know what? I'll jump in there. I'll give this a shot. And actually, it was very similar to my Pajaro's match. Absolutely nothing happened. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't fun, but uh, I would give DJ a little more credit than I would Pajaro's. And that's that's saying something because I understand what you are alluding to here. It's just when you look at the idea of, you know, and we've chatted just here and there. And I'm like, well, you know, what are you looking at doing? You're like, oh, man, I'm just going to see this whole no gi thing. I'm going to ride that out. And then I see you go, oh, yeah, I'm competing in the gi, guys. Oops, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was a bad idea. I had a bit of fun in it. I still have fun putting on the gear occasionally maybe three four times a year but <laughs> predominantly <laughs> no gear for just, i did a lot of whatever <laughs> when you started. a long time ago i just hold that that skill hopes holds up in some way but i mean there really wasn't much skill there to begin with me in the gear so i'm praying for a lot right now i i mean here's the good news i like the idea that as a season changes you go should i do one round of gear yeah, it's a cold day. It's, it's fall, a cold day, though. and I'm like, I'll jump in. <laughs> <laughs> they are so hot. Like that's the part. I have the, the most. I have mm. the most petty reasons for not wanting to do the gi. I mean, the main reason is I do better in no gi, but the petty reason is I hate washing it, I hate drying it, and I hate traveling with it. That kills it for me. Can we just get you an assistant that takes care of that now? Like, can't you just have somebody on your team that's like, you know, you've gotten to a point now where you can probably get an entourage and you're like, hey, Sam, get my gi ready. I want to use it now. (laughs) You're right. True. But I mean, if I did get an assistant or someone in the entourage, maybe like a lower level belt, they probably wouldn't want to help me out in the gi department because they wouldn't want to learn from me in the gi. So we got a we got a problem there. I don't think so. I mean, if you're a black belt, it's probably going to cross over. Now, granted, if I have my choice and you're threatening my life, I'm going to be like, can you put on those pajamas before we fight to the death? Because <laughs> I just feel I might have a better shot. No, nothing against your skill. I'm just saying. 
I'm looking at my odds. I'm thinking maybe there. <laughs> also, no heel hooks. So, poor favor, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> you'll enjoy this, Craig. Uh, one of our, <laughs> I was actually over at, uh, they had IBJJF Masters over the weekend, and he and I had never had the opportunity to train before. And I told Kevin this. I said, he was only wanting to roll with me in the game. And I said, Okay, no problem. That's fine. I was like, you don't want to train any no-gi? He's like, no. He's crushing me in gi. And then at the end, we take a photo. He goes, you know what, Raph? I'm going to give you... I'm going to go ahead and give you a round in no-gi. And I was like, dope. We start to roll no-gi, and I immediately find myself in an ability to heel-hook him. And then I look around, and I see all the IBJJF signs, and I start to wonder if, like, Monsters, Inc., the whole place is going to, like, just close down, and alarms are going to go off if I finish this heel-hook. And I'm terrified. I'm like, how weird is this that I'm like looking around at these math being like, I don't think I can heel hook you here. I have to let this go, sir. I'm very sorry. <laughs> yeah, it feels it feels wrong with the, the IBJF, right? It does. But I mean, I guess sometimes a, a heel hook disqualification loss is better than a real loss. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Craig. Every movement Thoughts. you start is, is Craig really <laughs> important to the community i guess the other movement we we had to ask you about is what the fuck is up with this fuck craig jones because you realize that some people oh, have to that shit out yes yeah you know what there was um i actually am a big fan when i'm training uh, training with low level guys i'm a big fan of submitting people in the most uh degrading way possible especially it's in a fun way you know what i mean but there was a blue belt I used to train at my gym, Absolute MMA. And whenever we roll, he would always talk shit before we roll, like he's going to get me. Today's his day. <clears throat> and I would try and get the craziest stuff on him. I remember one time I just held his collar and I put two feet in his throat and put him to sleep when he was still standing. Like I always try and tap this guy with um by sitting on his chest with mount pressure. And th- he started this movement. He started uh, posting photos with hashtag fuck Craig Jones and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it definitely took off. It's a very popular thing. What does that mean to you? Because you're wearing it on a shirt. So now it's a fashion. It's an iconic statement. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's, I think it's, uh, I'll get on board. But I think it's good marketing because I think both people that like me and hate me can get behind that. Well, I'm indifferent I, yeah, but, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I wonder, I think to myself, like, does that get confusing? Because normally you look up a certain hashtag, you find where your followers are that like you. That's one where you're like, ooh, let's see. Oh, they did not enjoy me. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's if they if they put it up in a negative way, I can at least pretend it's positive because some people do it in a positive <laughs> way, too. Crushed it. Who's on first, so I can thank him. Yeah. Misdirection. <laughs> it's a... <laughs> It's a way to make money off the haters, and I think AJ Agazam could learn a thing or two there. Hey. Um, nah, yeah. We don't need to give him any more money. He's fine. I think once he is, uh, you know, he's through helping out YouTube stars uh, try to become MMA fighters, I think maybe he'll hunker down and take this grappling thing seriously. But I guess the, the weird aspect of the Craig, you kind of allude to this. You say you want to make money off the haters, but you're also making DVDs and instructionals. So there is a weird thing that happens, though, because I think BJJ Fanatics was ready to capitalize on your death. 
uh, or theoretical death, because the minute your match hit with uh, Polaris, there was a giant sail on your triangles. And I go, <laughs> oh, my God, how morbid is that? That they're just like, guys, we don't know how long we have Craig Jones left with us. All sails must go. Get him out here. <laughs> they're real supportive with their marketing, BJD Fanatics. Guys, Are you looking to do in case someone rips his you... leg off, we're not saying who. <laughs> just in case. They were going to put and it up are... and be like, this might be his last DVD. <laughs> I mean, are you looking to do more instructionals now? Because um, everybody raves about all of the instructionals that you put out so far. And to your credit, when Danaher is trying to charge 200 bucks, and then yours is sitting pretty underneath that, you've just been like, I'm not saying don't get his. I'm just saying mine's cheaper. No big thing. These guys love you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think I'll um, definitely look to put out some more instructions. I blasted a lot of them out very quickly. So I mm-hmm. think I'll, uh, I'll hopefully let the people miss me for a bit before I release some other ones from with some other positions and stuff. Because I think I've got, like, including the ones with Kid, I should know this, really. I think it's like six or seven DVDs out. You should know this. Well, don't confuse any of the <laughs> private ones that he has that secret name for mm-hmm. with his professional <laughs> jiu-jitsu teaches. Because the guy from Down Under, I know what it's about, and I'm not watching it. Yeah, and when, when Kit <laughs> says something to you like, oh, yeah, mate, this is going to go worldwide, what he really means is he's just going to like show it to a guy from another country, maybe even in the States. And he's going to see. There it is. Oh, by the way, just ignore the fact that they're doing it casually. Let's... <laughs> it's true. Well, as we start to as we start to circle around, Craig, uh, I do want to thank you before we start to, to depart, which is you really did come through for us because before you had your match, you gave us a agreement that said, if I'm not dead, I will be on your show. And that really yep. does mean a lot to us here. So we do appreciate you following up. I will um, not confirm nor deny if we cut previous interviews in a memoriam reel already <laughs> and had it ready to go. I'm not, I'm just going to deny it, I guess. We had a really good death retrospect of Craig Jones. Like, guys, remember ADCC? Fun times. Good times. Craig was a dearly, dearly loved member of the community. Inspired many memes. Heel hooked many people. But what you don't know about Craig... Can fill this episode. Not, that was kind of how we were going to introduce it. But this was way better talking to you. I mean, it was uh, it was uh, definitely better. I don't know about ratings. Well, I'm glad wise. I survived. Yeah, we all are. <laughs> yeah, if anything, because now I am a hundred percent in on quintet, and I can't wait for the what I think is about to happen, which is a wave of team based grappling. So I think it's a really fun way to like. It just it gives you the insurance of if you and here's where Paul Harris and let's bring this full circle when he decides to not fight Craig Jones it's really difficult because he's good enough to not fight right he's definitely got that skill level the team thing kind of adds that well good luck and there's people next to you that depend on you fighting so it's just an awesome format and there's a lot of hype around that I think it's going to be bigger than we expect. Yeah, Quintet, Quintet made um, Quintet in its own way made stooling exciting because it, me- it meant um, say like Gregor Gracie against Josh Barnett. 
Gregor Gracie essentially is trying to stall. He needs to survive four minutes uh, so we can eliminate someone as big a threat as Josh Barnett. But it's exciting in its own way. We're all praying that Gregor Gracie actually survives that match. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's pretty much a strategy with anybody with me. They're like, Raph, do your thing. I'd be like, okay, hunker down and not let them do anything for 10 minutes. Got it. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> strategy. It's great. We joked with some of the guys in the tournament because we were just like, you know, I told Gio this, I told uh, Boogie this, and it's just kind of like, what would my role be? Um, well, it's be one of those moments when they kind of look at the other team and they go, who's the toughest? Raph? Either get submitted or really tire them out. You get lost. <laughs> Peace. And that is a victory so, with some people. I think so. Now... I guess we want to ask as we kind of, again, start to close, can we take care of your sponsors? Who do we shout out? What's, you know, remind us again, all the things that are coming up and where people can find you and all that good junk. Yes. All right. So first we were talking about the rash guard. Uh, if you guys want to fuck Craig Jones rash guard, you can go to MA1, just Google MA1 Australia and the search results will come up. I should know the, the website. My other sponsors are barefoot BJJ. They make all those cool new uh, slides. Uh, they've sponsored those a lot are really cool. The little sandals, yeah. Yeah, you guys should see. They've been popping up on Instagram quite a bit lately. I got a, a tape company, Saru Tape, and another distributor in Australia called Firelife. Matches coming up. I got Mateus Denise in Liverpool on September fifteenth. I'm like ninety percent sure of that. I got some seminars <laughs> around then throughout the uk and as the people told me today ireland isn't in the uk so i'll get some seminars in the uk and ireland <laughs> <laughs> and then after that yeah unannounced but there should be another quintet event coming up and okay. it's ma1.com.au ma1 that's the one yeah <laughs> that's easy to remember i should have known that <laughs> i mean he, your your route worked <laughs> You're only trying to make money off of it, which, by the way, is still weird. Like, even hearing you do a plug and go, if you guys would like, like to buy a fuck Craig Jones t-shirt or rash guard, please go to this website, as endorsed by me and Craig Jones. Uh, oh, uh, Raph, hold on. Raph, Raph, they have one that's already pre-blanked out. That's for the kids. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> we care about the kids, does your kid hate Craig Jones but really doesn't understand the force of the language they're using? Give it to this kid. Um, speaking of that, I mean, I happen to be uh, commentating an event when you guys had Kasai. And I was able to duck out for a second. I don't think you saw this. But I very quickly, just in case you did die, much like I saw uh, BJJ Fanatics was doing. I was like, oh, if they're going to bank off his death, so are we. Somebody finally sent me a photo of you wearing our goddamn shirt that I asked you. I was like, do you have that somewhere? And you're like, yeah, mate, um, somewhere. I don't know where I am right oh, now. Yes, yes. You took the you took the kid's photo, right? I, I took the kid's that. photo. But did you see what the kid <laughs> said to me? What did he say to you? So I said, hey, kid, I'm going to use this photo. And he's like, oh, oh, great, man. And the thing is, I decided to create a Sarah McLaughlin very sad tribute song to you that they use when somebody dies that says hey you were fun too bad you're dead essentially and i just did a zoom in on you with our shirt because i didn't have a photo of you with our shirt and the kid comes up to me and goes hey 
you cut us out of the photo. And I'm like, I'm not making fun of you. I'm making fun of him. This has nothing to do with making fun of you guys. You guys are amazingly nice people. I'm making fun of this one particular person who I said, where's our shirt? And you go, I don't know. Oh, shit. I think I left it back in Thailand. Did I? No, it's at home. I'll find it. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> so. It's in Melbourne. I promise you. It's in my uh, wardrobe in Melbourne. Sadly, I travel I with limited that. luggage. I, I understand that, sir. But I like the fact that the kids showed it to me right as you were about to like have your match go up. And I go, oh, that's our shirt. Yeah, all right. I know what to do with this. So I took time out of my schedule to sing a song for you. And I hope that you you truly enjoyed it, sir, because it came from the heart. Well, I mean, it works for the kid, too. If he's sad about being cut out of the photo, you can just listen to the sad song. <laughs> the best part is I had to tell the photo. I go, hey, kid, listen. I'm going to put it up later as a real photo, but for right now, let's all just make sure that we're going hashtag fuck Craig Jones and let it exist on its own thing. So <laughs> you should just um, making you sure should that the photo, put the photo back up and edit you over the kid's spot. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it's, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. I like the idea that I put it up and I go, don't worry, kid. I fixed it this time did you put yourself over me oh 100 yeah but craig told me to do it i see that you've uh, you've been studying aj a little bit too long where now you're starting to attack the, the children um kev do you have any departing words for one mr craig jones before we get on out yeah fantastic non-call out i really enjoyed it i think there's a part of being like lackluster go f yourself so nice job on the mic Looking forward to it, and if you need people, if somebody starts dropping out of your team for Polaris, feel free to crowdsource it. Come to us. We'd like to help you pick. Mm-hmm. I just oh, assume awesome. you're the captain now after the most submissions, but let us know. Oh, oh claim it. Oh, claim it. <laughs> I mean, you definitely did ride that team to a victory pretty quickly so i think it'd be really hard for anybody to call you as not captain but see if you get perks as a polaris captain i should get benefits they should i believe the next quintet's around around the uh conor mcgregor fight times i mean the team captain should get mcgregor tickets that's what i'm calling anyway uh i mean good luck trying to pull those off (laughs) but i'm i endorse what you feel in your heart craig so I think that's going to do it for us here. We'll catch up with you, I think, maybe after uh, that next quintet. I mean, let's see if you run through everybody. Let's see if you're going to end up seeing Paul Harris show back up again, and he's going to look at you and be like, I follow you forever now, friend. <laughs> but let's hope that we get you back to the grappler that we all know that you are and don't occasionally just get pushed in the forehead for 15 minutes straight because that seems kind of <laughs> boring. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks well, Craig, thank you so much for coming on this week's show. Ladies and gentlemen, Craig Jones. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...